Arise and shine, arise and shine, arise and shine. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. A lot of us got a break yesterday for the holiday. Today is Tuesday. I thank God for that. Today we're going to begin to wake up and command our day. I know it's cozy because it's cold outside, it's wet outside. Some of us have to work today. Some of us don't have to work. Some of us have to telework or help our children on virtual learning today. So whatever you have set before your day, today we're going to just get up and just command our day to be blessed. We're not going to take yesterday into today. I love having a fresh start. Every day should be a fresh start. Every moment you want to make a fresh start, you have the ability to. So every chance you want to just make change, great change, and eliminate some things that's not prosperous in your life and begin to make room for some new prosperous things to come to pass in your life, you also have the ability to do that. And that's the most beautiful thing to do is to begin to make room for more blessings and more favor upon your life from God. So we just want to thank God for waking us up this morning. God, we rededicate our life back to you. Jesus, you are the Lord, our personal Savior, and we receive Holy Spirit as our comforter. And this morning, I just want to talk about us being protectors of our children. God always give me visions and dreams, and I know just not me, but you as well. And it's always about a lot of young folks. Because God wants them, he wants to catch them early. He don't want to wait till a person is done spent most of their time on this earth not knowing who they are. It's children out here don't even know who he is or never even heard of his name. And they need that name to cover them wherever they go. There are a lot of children who are being abducted. There are a lot of children who are being kidnapped for trafficking or being sold or being defiled, disrespect, disrespected verbally, emotionally, and physically. And, you know, and God cares about that. We have to stay on top of where we send our children at, where our children are going. Some of us don't want to bother our children in that area because you don't want your children to be upset thinking you always on their back. It's okay to be on their back because you are their parent. You are responsible for that child. And there's so many children who are going through things like that and, the, the dream that God gave me for us to pray for is that it was a house full of, it was three girls in the house. Two were sisters and one wasn't. And they were living with their uncles. They had two uncles and an uncle friend. And they were all 12. Two of them was 12 and one was 13 years old. And the mother was just running the streets all the time. In fact, God had me to know that she was away where she could have came home, but she chose to stay away. So that was me. That's my way of saying she's out there in the streets because she chose to stay at home. She chose to stay away. But the point is the, uh, the uncle started coming to the children and started saying to them, well, you know, y'all love age now. Y'all 12 years old. So they grabbed the oldest one who were 13 
And they say, well, listen, we just here to let y'all know. We take good care of y'all. We feed y'all. We give y'all clothes. We working. Y'all service to us just because we taking care of y'all to pay us back in return. Y'all have to give us y'all bodies. And the two younger ones were so shocked to hear what came out their mouth. These are the men that they trusted as their uncles. These are the men that their mother left with them, that their father left with them, that their family trusted them to be with. And this, and this is going on. Actually, this is going on in so many homes. And the, the truth of the matter is that these, I'm, I'm talking about these, this specific dream God gave me. And the, young, the, older, the older sister, they snatched her up and made her, have, you know, give them her body. And I could feel God put me in that little young, the youngest one in her, as her character. And the reason why God did that, because he wants me to be able to experience what that child is feeling at all times. Because some people say, well, you don't know what I've been through. You, you were never in my shoes. So God puts me in their shoes, in my dreams, so I can experience what they're going through. But it's actually happening to them. So sometimes I might wake up a little heavier than other days. It depends on what God is showing me. So I know if it's heavy in my heart, I can imagine how heavy it is in God's heart. But I'm just honored for him to give me that gift. Because to me, that is a gift because everybody don't have the ability to do that. So, and I think it's a lot of people want that gift, but you have to be able enough to withhold that. <laughs> you understand? And not be moved by that, but I snapped out of being moved so fast because... I know he's making room for something else, but this little girl, I, I played her, I was her character in the dream just so I could understand how she felt. She was so afraid. She was so scared and she was so, she felt so betrayed. You guys are my uncles. You, I play with you guys. I, and then she kept thinking, where's my mom? Like, where's my mom at? I need to tell my mom. And she they didn't have no phone. They didn't have nobody to call. You know, the mother just left them at home for days you know, months and just letting their uncles and their uncles just, you know, take care of them. But what would disturb me is when they get to a certain age, 12 and over, that they have to sleep with them to pay their dues in the house. Why can't you just give them something as something simple as washing the dishes or something like that? But instead, they wanted their bodies. But anyway, the young one felt so betrayed. So what she did was she ran away because she was next and she couldn't take that. So she ran away and I see and I can feel her running away in the community. It was sunny, bright outside, big house community, very huge. And I mean, these are some huge homes and she just running around. And then I see that she's running, getting away and they studying every every corner that she turned so they can know the, the car, where to bring it at to lead them to her. So they went to a guy in the community. And one of their friends, another happened to be another drug dealer, and they told him to go get her. And, and I can hear what they're saying all the way where I was. And they said, like I was right there in front of them. They said, go get her because we about to do this to her. And the guys was okay with that. They were okay with it. They, they felt like they, they deserved to do that. So they went to go find the girl to bring her back home because they felt, how dare you disrespect me and run out on me like that. So they felt disrespected. They felt like that she was playing with their power. So, you know, then they, the guy went to go chase after her in his car. And God even showed me what kind of car it was. It was a hoopty with big old rims, big old tires. Everybody in the neighborhood know this person and, you know, making their living off of selling drugs. And... 
this it was like so many families were outside having different functions. So she had to find the biggest family function to blend in with the crowd. So it happens to be a birthday party. She ran in the middle of the table in front of this lady and two ladies around her and a couple of children. And she quickly told them as she see the car approaching around the corner to go down the street that she hit, that she hid on. She quickly told them, I ran away from home because my uncle's trying to have sex with me and they couldn't, uh, they couldn't believe it. So she took one of the children and stood them in front of her and she hid behind the child and brought their body around as the car drove by to, around to cover her completely. And the car didn't see her. But in that dream, that, that's when God woke me up. But it was, it's so much more to that because what happened after that? You know, but God just wanted me to, he just wanted to show me the, the point, the key points to what was taking place. And the reason why God do this, let me explain, because he, for one, he know we have the power. See, God can do it by himself, but he loves to use his children as his vessels on the earth. He don't need our help. He just loved that the fact that we want to be used, you know, by him. So he uses us to do things on the earth to, to help people, you know, pretty much just to help people. And and help help ourselves as well. But this particular little girl, God could have gave me so many. Usually he'd give me about six episodes and one dream. But it was just this specific slow dream. And sometimes I'd be like, can I hurry up and get out of this dream? Like, I'd be trying to wake myself up. And it took a long time because God wanted me to feel everything, see everything. I even know what the rooms look like. And everything in that house, the people in the, the, the uh, party that, that she went to. I even know what that looked like. And the fact is the little girl was so scared and felt so relieved that that car rolled past. But that just just was the beginning escape for her. But I thank God that we have the power to declare and decree a thing and it shall be established. So God's not just showing me this just so we can pray. God is showing me this because he wants us to speak over that situation. Because it don't mean that it's actually happening, but it may actually about to happen so by you praying about it and speaking against it now that 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 situation will not come to pass those thoughts will not come into those uncles minds because it's already been cast down in the name of Jesus that's how much power we have here on the earth and God just want us to know how powerful we really are be sober and watch watch what he is doing because he's always doing a new thing and I think it's so prosperous. I think it's so amazing how God uses people in our life to bless our life. God about to get ready to send things in your life that's so spontaneous and so strange. So things that's new. Some things you've been expecting. Some things you have not been expecting. Some miracles coming to pass. God about to release his abundance upon this earth right now in every area of our lives. Just to remind us how good he actually is. And we don't even have to work for it. It's free. A lot, of people, a lot of people walk around thinking, God don't care about me. God don't love me because look how I live. I choose not to worship him. I choose not to go to church. I choose to drink. I choose to smoke. I choose to fornicate. I choose to commit crimes. I choose to do these things. So why would he have room for a person like me when there's so many people on the earth that's better than me? But that's not how God sees you. 
God don't look at you how you look at you. All he see is his glory upon you for what his son already done. He just wants you to know you don't have to live that way. You don't have to think that way. You don't have to be scared anymore. You don't have to steal anymore. You don't have to lie anymore. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to be walking around thinking I don't care about you anymore. Because it's all a lie, God said. I just want you to spend time with me so I can show you who you really are. And how much I really love you. And how much I want to bless you. When we think about how good God is, it makes me feel sometimes so... And not going to say angry, but a little disappointed at some of the mistakes that I make. Because here God is so faithful to forgive us every time we ask him to. And yet he's still been in his position waiting on us to spend a lifetime with us. All that time that we played around and did this and lollygagged and did this and did that. Knowing we have a God who cares. Knowing that God has a purpose for our life. Knowing that he don't, he don't. He'd rather us not do some of the things that we do, and yet we still continue to do it, but he still forgives us. And then as he forgives us, as if it never happened. Every day he's doing this. So I said, God, enough is enough. It's either I'm all in or I'm out. I choose to be in. And this time, stay in the game. No one can make you do anything. No one can make you say anything. You choose to say it. You choose to do it. So today, make the choice. It's time to give up the foolishness. We've been playing around too long. It's time to take it seriously. So God can be able to bless our lives. It ain't time for us to keep sitting on the bench watching somebody else's life be blessed. He got so much more for you. He can bless, he, he wants to bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. Eyes haven't even seen, ears haven't even heard, or even entered to the heart for those who love him. And yet we still playing around, taking it lightly. And God just standing there so serious about his love for us. And yet we taking him for granted. That brings tears to my eyes because it's time to stop the games. He don't deserve that. What's more important, one encounter with God and God give you everything you ever asked for or you just want to continue to do it your way and see your life the way how it ends up and it's never going to be successful because you chose to do it your way. And success comes from God. But again, God says, keep my children lifted. Now I understand why God had me working with children since the age of 16. One job I was at for 12 years. One job I was at for five years. It was always with children. I gave children about 17 years of my life. And I'm only 36 years old. Working with children. And I and I thought, I, I don't know. I, to be honest, I had no idea why God had me working with young children. I looked at it as me just applying for a job. But God had another plan. And then I learned so much because I didn't have any patience at all. Everything I wanted I wanted to receive it right there. That's what made me start working to take, to get whatever I want when I want it. And God said, you can't do that. You can't live like that. So guess what? I'm going to put her in a predicament and put her in the area where she has to learn how to begin to wait. So he had me working with children to have patience. I didn't know he put me with children to have patience because 
How many of us know that you have to be patient before you work with children? But he took me to learn patience by working with children. I learned how to be patient being there. I didn't come there with patience. I learned to have patience there. Every child was different. And the more I spend time with God, the more he'll tell me what to say about these children and families. Pray for these children and families. When I first got there, it took me some time to learn it. Because I was doing it my way. I tell little kids, you know what, come on now. I mean, I can't do this job, God. I was never the teacher to put my hands on nobody else's child. I never do anything like that. But I thought thoughts like, man, this child, man, I want to tear this child up. You know, and sometimes we, we tend to mistreat children due to how their behavior is. But you don't have no idea why that child the way they are. God taught He set me down and taught me and taught me and taught me about all these children all these years. Teach me about children from different backgrounds, children from Asia, Indonesia, India, all kinds of Africa, Jamaica. I had children from Russia, all kinds of children in the community. And the thing is, a lot of these children's self-esteem was low. And a lot of the children didn't have, the parents didn't have the time to spend with their children. And that's what messes us up a lot. We have to spend more time with our children. We have to spend more time with our children. And I say we, I don't say you, I said we have to spend time with our children. Whenever God used me to give a message, he always includes me as well because I am no different. Just because he used me to release the message don't mean that I can't grab hold of the message. Them children ain't had nobody look up to. They just did their work, rushed and did it, and went outside. Rushed and did it and went outside. And the parents have no idea your child been talked to disrespectfully by their teacher. Your parents had no idea that the teacher made both of your, your child, another child fight, or a child bit your child. She made the other child bite you, or your child kicked the teacher and she kicked them back. Or she separates your child from the other kids because your child gives her a hard time. Or she give your, the other kids and don't give your child. Or have your child sit out and all the time by themselves isolated because some parents care about how their children clothes come home looking. So they say, well, you can't, you can't engage in this kind of art activity because you can't get your clothes messed up. We ain't got time for your mother. Oh, I done seen it all. Don't, don't have this child around me because this child parent do too much. Now nah, go over there. And it's always the child parent, the one who does the most, is the child that no one has a problem with. But they don't want to engage with that child because the parent gives them a hard time. And a lot of us got to think, it's not, about the, it's not about what the parent think. It doesn't matter how the parent feel. We, we, we as young educators for these children who they're, who they're trusting, why do you think when a child goes to school for the first time and they have a separation anxiety, they cling on to their mother or their father's leg? Because they trust them. They don't know you. They don't trust you. They don't know what to look forward to there. They want to go with the familiar. So you got to gain their trust. And a lot of the children still haven't opened up to some people because they don't feel like they can open up to some people. Them little girls had no, I, I thank God that that would not come to pass. But there are other children and, and other teenagers 
who are in a home with their uncles and they're doing things like that. And there's young boys who are in a home and they family doing things like that. And there are teachers who are having sexual encounters with their, that have sexual encounters with their students. And there are fathers who are having sex with their own daughters and mothers with their own sons. And God said he's getting tired of that foolishness. He, that's why he's releasing them in dreams and visions for us to pray for it and command that thing to stop. And for those who plan to do that, that it comes, that it cast it down so it does not come to pass. Whenever God gives you a warning about something, that's just to warn you that it's about to take place. Or they're thinking about allowing it to take place, but you cast it down. So therefore, that thought don't even cross their mind. One time God showed me a person, they was on their way to go uh, commit a crime. And I said, I'm not calling that person God and say nothing like that. Because I don't even talk to that person like that. And I don't even feel right telling them nothing like that. How do I call them telling them, uh, don't commit that crime? God said, call them up. I said, I'm not going to do that, God. That's embarrassing. And then God said, well, how would you feel if you didn't do it? And that person did that. And, they, and their innocence were in your hands. I said, all right, come on. I'm going to call them up. <laughs> It's so fat. It's so amazing how God quickly changes my mind to do some of the unusual things. And make the, but the truth of the matter is, I called this person. I said, are you going to do this? And this person said, oh, my God, how did you know that? Well, God, I made sure I told who told me. <laughs> well, God said, <laughs> put it all on God. Well, God showed me that in a dream. And guess what? That person said, that's exactly what they were planning to do. I said, well, God said that you're not going to make it out of that place alive. So don't do it. And then your mother's going to visit you and, and, and where she don't want to visit you. Oh, God put me in the car with guys about to do gunfights. Oh, my goodness. They were neighborhood beefs. They was like, we're about to go shoot up this neighborhood. And God sent me in the car. They, of course, they didn't see me in the car. It was in my dream, but it's actually, I was at that location while I'm in my bed. God can send you two places at the same time. Pray on it. You'll hear reveal it to you more. But that's a whole nother subject, and I'm running out of time. And I told them, guys, you will not commit this crime. Turn around and go home. All of a sudden, the guy stopped clicking his gun back and said, you know what? It's not even worth it no more. I'm going to just go ahead and go home. But you got to realize, God didn't just call me. To cast down things that supposed that people are planning to do, he called us all to do things, but in different ways. So it don't just take me; it takes all of us to work together as a body. I said, God, we I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Stop this foolishness and stop playing around and begin to see you prosper more and more in my life. And what what causes me to want to continue to stand is whenever I look at God and He's still standing right there. In spite of everything. And yet, I'm the one keep moving around. So I say, you know what? No more moving around. No more moving around. When you surrender, totally surrender. Totally surrender. I say, God, I want you to give me back to how I was when I was, when I was just number me and you. He said, it would never be that way again. And I said, why? He said, because that will be bringing you back to the past when I'm bringing you up to the future. So it's only going to get greater than that. I said, wow, look how you talk. So intelligent. (laughs) I love how God talks. But it's time for us to really stop. We got to crack down on a lot of our habits that we have. 
the words that we say out of our mouth, and we got to really crack down on what we say out of our mouth all the time. I told one person, I said, you know what, how much do you believe in Jesus? I believe in him all the time. Oh, I believe, I believe, I believe. I said, then why you keep saying, why you keep declaring that your back going to keep hurting? Why you keep declaring that you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to say this? Or why you keep saying these things? I said this to coworkers plenty of time. Because they, they be the main ones talking to people when they make a mistake or how they should make a mistake because they so religiously correct. But yet they the main ones talking about all these aches and pains and claiming it's raining outside. So all oh, my bones gonna hurt. Oh, I got arthritis. I got. I said for y'all to be so filled with the Holy Ghost, y'all got a lot of issues. And I just got. I just had to say it. I, I had to say it because God and not me just trying to put somebody in their place. It's just that sometimes you have enough when somebody's playing with God. Like stop it. It's not cute on you. It's not cute. Period. We got to stop doing that. If you believe in him, believe in him. And if you haven't, you having challenges in your belief, God already gave us a scripture that we can quote, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. That means there was some urgency that man didn't believe. So God, I want to believe in you fully. And when we say we believe in him fully, it's going to be a situation you come across to see if you really believe in what you're saying. And don't be afraid of it because you already won the Well, you didn't win it. You already a winner, but Christ won that for us. So you are a winner. You're not a loser. So we just got to watch the words that we're saying. That's it. Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, but, but if something hurts me, it hurts me. Yeah, it does hurt you, but currently it is hurting you. But when you begin to speak against what you're currently feeling, it has to change. But if you keep on saying it, and you keep speaking that it is. Some people want, it's like some people want to be in pain. They want to say, you know what? Forget it. It's pain out here. It's going, you're going to have pain. You're going to have all right. You're going to, I'm going to tell you something. How much do you actually believe? I'm not saying cut out your prescription. I'm saying keep speaking against the thing and you will see that you will still have a whole bottle of pills that you ain't even had to touch. And we got to stop. A lot of us, uh, we got to stop being on, uh, so hard on each other. Stop being nice and kind with one another. Being patient with one another. Let God deal with the situation. Sometimes we gotta spend we gotta spend more time with God than usual. And a lot of times a lot of us don't know how to spend time with God. Because a lot of us look at God as if He's actually gonna show up physically in the room, but His presence is already around you, you just not knowing it. When God wants to spend time and talk to you, he's, you can feel him tugging and pulling at your heart. He's pulling and tugging at your heart. He's trying to get your attention. God used to have me up at night. I'm like, why do you have me up at night? See, one day God said, just sit and listen. He, I mean, he got tired of me asking. not tired of me asking, but I asked so much at the point. He just answered the question. Just sit up and listen and just hear what I got to say. Because a lot of times God said, calm your mind down. That's why he gave me these dreams. He gave me these prophetic dreams. Because the truth of the matter is, my mind thinks so much because God shows me so much. And some things I just pray for and keep it moving. But some things it's, it, I try to investigate. Because there are a lot of people who are getting away with these, with these specific things. Where they think they're getting away with these specific things that God already pinpoint what they think they're getting away with. And I try to be the investigator and be like, oh, let me, just, let me let them know that I discovered this. And God say, wait, 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 wait. 
Are you doing it for your glorification or my glorification? So you got to be mindful. Oh, I wanna, you know, oh, I'm really going to be on the news for this. They're going to be like, what, uh, the hero of the world. But you got to realize Jesus is the hero. He's just using us. So we got to be mindful. Never, never, never exercise out of humility. Stay in a place of being humble. Stay in a place of being grateful and submissive unto God. God about to change some situations around. It's about to be some families restored. God about to have people getting some spectacular phone calls. Miracles that we never thought would happen coming to pass. Money going to start increasing. Families going to start increasing. Mergers going to start happening. Engagements going to start coming to pass. Oh, it's about to be on and popping, God said. It's about to be, it's about to be time. Matter of fact, it is a time. Speak whatever. It's, it's a time right now for you to speak whatever you want to see come to pass. Come to pass. And it is that. Only in the perfect will of God. Don't ask for somebody else's husband. Don't ask for somebody else's wife. Don't ask God, can your wife look like this? Or, or why can't she look like this specific person? No, you want the wife that God has for you because there will be nothing missing, lacking or broken. And I thank God for using me to be a blessing this morning. It was a little challenge to get up on his podcast because I was still thinking about that dream. And, and the good thing about it is when I first wake up, it still be heavy in my heart because I just left out the dream that God was showing me. But as time go on throughout the day, it's, it's less and less heavy in my heart. And I thank God for it. Then all of a sudden I begin to see 12 different things at one time. I said, oh, my God. He said, I'm preparing you for that. But right now, you just on this level, just receiving whatever dream I give you. But this one is going to be outside of the dream. You're going to be awoke seeing different things. Because you said you want to be like, you want to see what I see, right? <laughs> I said, God, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? You're so concerned about us. And so, and sometimes he begin to get, put, uh, process you to, you know, reveal certain things. But everybody not in a, in a position where that he could receive or release certain things because a lot of us not ready yet. A lot of us not mature enough to receive it yet. So I pray that you have a blessed day. Did everything work out for your good today? Stay dry. I don't know if it's supposed to rain all day. If you got to tune in, tune in. If you're tuning out, tune it out. And you know what? Not nothing bothers you. We're going to count everything a joy because guess what? Everybody's life matters and God got a blessing for every single one of us. So I'm happy for everyone that's being blessed today. And guess what? I know he got one for me today because I'm going to claim it. I already receive it. In Jesus' name, I pray. Y'all have a blessed day. Peace.